The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, December 11, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, my name is Bob. How are you? Hello, Bob. Coming up on today's show, the great Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment, the best newscast you will hear all week. He's here today. Plus, uh, Trump, Pelosi, and Schumer got into a bit of a tiff today in the Oval Office, and we're going to discuss all the highlights, including the fact that they were able to maneuver Donald Trump into taking full blame for any eventual government shutdown over the goddamn border wall. We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. The Cohen sentencing memo. Okay, that was Friday. Today is Tuesday. We haven't had a chance to talk about it yet, but we're going to talk about it today. It represents the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end for Donald Trump. I swear to God. This show, the whole Trump show, is just now starting to get really, really good. Oh, and... uh. Trump still can't find someone crazy enough to be his next chief of staff. I'll just throw my hat into the ring. Why not? (laughs) Oh, and by the way, uh, good Lord, if you're having trouble sleeping, following all the events in the news and everything like that, how about a brand new pillow and not one that's going to get all sweaty in the middle of the night or, uh, you know, you're just constantly flipping and reshaping it to get find the cool section of the pillow to keep your head and your body cool. Now, if you're like me and you want to wake up as cool as the other side of the pillow, just go get yourself a hollow pillow right now. The hollow pillow stays cool while giving my head, neck and shoulders perfect support all night long, night after night. A lot of us have spent good money on good mattresses, but still haven't found the right pillow, right? Fiber fills are hot and humid. They collapse under your weight. They don't give you the full night support you need for a good night's sleep. And, and you have to keep replacing them. Hollow pillows are filled with natural buckwheat hulls. That's the big difference. They are eco-friendly, they don't give off gases, and they don't collapse. I'm so happy with mine, I'm proud to give it my personal endorsement, and I'm proud that a percentage of the profits are donated to the Nature Conservancy. Hollow pillows are available in three sizes, small, standard, and king. Guess what size I have? Jumbo. Actually, they don't make jumbo, just king. And right now, depending on the size, you can save up to 20 bucks on each additional pillow with fast and free shipping. But you can only get that deal by going to hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C, right? That's hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C. Hollow, H-U-L-L-O. Pillow is, of course, the traditional spelling of pillow. Then you know how to do the dot com part. And then add a slash and then add B-O-B-C, right? Say hollow to a healthy and restful night's sleep and wake up as cool as the other side of the pillow. Go forth. Go do it. Thank you for supporting this brilliant company and this show at hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up. Never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show. Presented by BubbleGenius.com. You see, if you shoot pool with some employee here, you can come and borrow money. What does that get us? A discontented, lazy rabble instead of a thrifty working class. And all because a few starry-eyed dreamers like Peter Bailey stir them up and fill their head with a lot of impossible ideas. Now, I say... Just a minute, just, just a minute. Now, hold on, Mr. Potter. Just a minute. Now, you're right when you say my father was no businessman. I know that. Why he ever started this cheap penny-ante building alone, I'll never know, but... Neither you nor anybody else can say anything against his character because his whole life 
Which, why, in the 25 years since he and Uncle Billy started this thing, he never once thought of himself. Isn't that right, Uncle Billy? He didn't save enough money to send Harry to school, let alone me. But he did help a few people get out of your slums, Mr. Potter. And what's wrong with that? Well, here, you're all businessmen here. Don't it make them better citizens? Doesn't it make them better customers? You, you said that they... What did you say just a minute ago? They, they had to wait and save their money before they even thought of a decent home? Wait? Wait for what? Until their children grow up and leave them? Until they're so old and broken down that they... Do you know how long it takes a working man to save $5,000? Just remember this, Mr. Potter, that this rabble you're talking about, they do most of the working and paying and living and dying in this community. Well, is it too much to have them work and pay and live and die in a couple of decent rooms and a bath? Anyway, my father didn't think so. People were human beings to him, but to you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. Well, in my book, he died a much richer man than you'll ever be. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. The Bob Seska Show. Goody, 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 goody. It's show day. I love show day. It's the Trump crisis day, 691, 693 days until the 2020 presidential election. Oh, and hey, look, right over there, it's TV's Buzz Burbank. Buzz, what? Uh, the jingles. He's here. It's Santa Burbank. Hello, Bob. Buzz, Buzz couldn't make it today, <laughs> and he asked me to sit in for him, if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm playing Santa tonight. I, so I'm, I'm reaching I'm through my computer. The, I'm trying to uh, tug at your beard through my computer here. So. <laughs> it's real. I can claim it's real. It's a, now, it's a real you beard. Tell, could, could you tell it was me? Oh! The best of characters on the show. How are you? Um, I'm well. The bromance continues. I'm glad to be here. And the first thing I want to ask you uh, this week is, have you seen anything good on TV? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this Trump show, man. I've been binge watching this thing for two and a half years now. And boy, it's just now really getting good. It was miserable for so long. And then last Friday, just a few days ago, Boy, everything changed for the better. But before we dig into that, I, I just mm-hmm. want to say a, a happy posthumous birthday to uh, yes. our old friend Ches Pazienza, who would have been Absolutely. 49 today. And uh, there's not a day that goes by that I don't wish I could just do one more one more podcast. That's all I ask. I know. One more podcast. I know. Yeah. We don't we don't always get noticed. Well, Santa, you know, someone's Santa Burbank, can, can you make it happen, yeah. Santa Burbank? Can you? Oh, if, if only I could. <laughs> if only I could. I, I you know, yeah, I, it, I I'm aware of the the shoes that I'm trying to fill and uh, I'm grateful for the the support that people have given me and I mean that I mean that really <laughs> well you do extraordinarily well my friend and you know what I, I considered bringing out the Chesbot 3000 you know we just I had a <laughs> yes, whole of bank course. of sounds of Ches Pazienza saying various things but instead of doing the entire array of Chesbot sounds I'll save that for another day I do have this one sound though Merry freaking Christmas man it's it's Ches <laughs> saying Merry freaking Christmas man Merry freaking Christmas man <laughs> Yeah, there he and is. see, you'll always have that, and and you always and you still have the library of shows that you've yeah. done with Ches, and I know people uh, still like to go back and listen because they miss him so much, and and uh, yeah, but you that's the point is in in a sense, uh, like everybody, in a sense, mm-hmm. he lives on. Uh, I mean, I have every 
single show that Chez and I did together. In fact, I've done, I have every single show that right. I've done up at our uh, archives at bobseska.com. Just go to the show archive button. It's just right, it's right at the top. It's that topmost menu that you can find uh, there. And there's click on that button and you'll find every damn show going all the way back to, I think uh, Chez and I first started doing the show together in the summer of 2011. I mean, so there are literally hundreds and hundreds of shows to choose from, <laughs> including Dan Badandi shows, including yes. there was one that someone was complimenting on Patreon. One of our Patreon listeners was complimenting the show in which Chez and I argued for an entire show. We had a fight for an entire <laughs> show over whether or not MSNBC had a pro-Obama bias. And it was like one of our most notorious shows because there were some people who loved it, obviously, as, as evidenced by our uh, Patreon listeners. But then there were also people like, oh, my God, I can't believe you just wasted an entire show arguing about MSNBC. And, you know, what can I say? You, you didn't have the sorts of other pressing matters, apparently, that week that, that, no. that we've been seeing lately. I mean, my uh, God, but, yeah, Buzz, yeah, I mean, it used to be, don't. I mean, we could start out, back in the day, we used to start out making fun of Dan Badani for the first segment. We, we no longer can afford <laughs> you don't. It's a luxury time. we cannot afford, right. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> So I, I want to get your full. What is your take on this uh, this fight? Trump, Pelosi, Schumer uh, in the Oval Office in front of the press at the White House. I mean, it was amazing to me to see Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer sticking it to Donald Trump. I mean, they weren't holding back. They weren't doing this whole glad handing thing that you normally see in these Oval Office uh, photo opportunities. This was a a verbal brawl in which. Trump just got clowned left and right. And they, in fact, we're going to talk about this in just a second. In fact, they they duped him into the whole rabbit season, duck season gambit one more time. You know, the thing where Bugs Bunny tricks Daffy Duck into claiming uh, that it's yes, duck season yeah. so that Daffy Duck's the one that gets shot in the face by Elmer Fudd. That's what happened to the Oval Office today. Yeah, no, I, I do uh, use a, a different cartoon analogy. It's like any, uh, almost any cat and mouse cartoon you've ever seen where two cats have a, a mouse cornered, yeah, uh, and and because that's what they did, they they tag teamed him. They, mm. they they between the two of them, they they literally had him cornered, and uh, you know that that was an amazing sight to see. Uh, I, I would also say it's a very sad thing to see. It's yeah. a you know it's it's not not a comfortable moment in American history, or at least this part of the timeline. Yeah, well, the, the whole debate was over the border wall. Border wall Trump yeah. wants to build the wall. And of course, he wants right. the American people to pay the five billion dollars for the wall that he wants to build. When in fact, he promised that Mexico was going to hilariously pay for yeah, it. Yeah, remember absolutely remember yeah. that that's where it started. And uh, the latest, uh, the other wrinkle that, that we've heard today is uh, Trump's threat that if the Democrats don't vote to, and by the way, the Democrats have uh, agreed to spend uh, I don't know a million or a billion or whatever it was, one something on on shoring up uh, the the border with additional fencing yeah, security uh, yeah. yeah but but trump is not for that he wants the five billion for the border wall and uh, he says if he doesn't get it if he doesn't get approval the democrats cooperation get approval from congress on that he'll have the military build it <laughs> jesus christ and you know and as commander-in-chief i guess he can and as 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 the pentagon i'm worried now a little more about my budget yeah, yeah, I would you know. imagine so. I mean, and on top of all of that, I think one of the major things that we saw on display today is the fact that Donald Trump is a severely weakened commander in chief. He is badly damaged, not only from the consequences of the uh, the election, Everything. 
but also all of the things that happened last week. Most of it is his own and, fault in a lot of and cases. The, and his own, and doomed also not just by all these circumstances, as if those weren't enough, yeah. but by his own policies. Right. Uh, his own policies have, have rendered him uh, impotent. Yep. And and he's, he's scared. You know, we've talked about this last week. I think he's scared. He's frightened. He's backed in a corner. Anything can happen. This threat about having the military build the border wall is the latest <laughs> madness. Yeah. Uh, we don't have uh, Letterman on TV every night anymore, <laughs> but I wouldn't give Trump's troubles to a monkey on a rock. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't do it at this point. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul, for the rim shot. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I mean, at one point, Nancy Pelosi called it a Trump shutdown right to Trump's right. face, and, yes, and he didn't yeah. catch it right away. And then immediately he goes, "Oh no!" And then he turns to Chuck Schumer as if he's going to get some sort of support from Chuck Schumer. And goes, "I would have. Yeah, I would have called it the Pelosi shutdown." He's just trying to say, "Yeah," and of course, Chuck Schumer is, is, is what, what the hell are you talking about, Mr. President? And then. The amazing thing, as I was saying before, with this rabbit season, duck season gambit, <laughs> right? Uh, they finally got, I mean, again, bear in mind that a lot of this argument was over who is to take the blame for the eventual government shutdown. Right. And finally, Trump said, yes, if we don't get what we want one way or I'm, the other, I will mm, shut down the government. Absolutely. I, I am proud to shut down I, the government for border security. I, I, I will take the mantle. I will be the one to shut it down, and I'm going to shut it down for border security. So, there you go. I mean, initially, he's disputing that it's the Trump shutdown, and he's trying to blame Congress for it. He's trying to blame Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, especially 10 Democrats who uh, won't break the filibuster uh, and, and go over and vote with the Republicans for you, Trump's border you- wall. And, and you can see, uh, now imagine if instead of, let's take uh, Pelosi and Schumer out of the yeah. room and put Robert Mueller there instead. <laughs> if, if, and, and this is why we, we see, we saw today a demonstration of why Trump's lawyers have said along, no, 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 you must not sit down with a face-to-face with Robert Mueller. Right. That's all old news now, but uh, the, the reason, the rationale is the same. Yeah. We got to see today a little bit of what that would be like, and probably worse in a in a closed door session yeah. with even meaner questions yeah yeah i mean at one point trump claimed without any evidence of course that he caught 10 terrorists recently trying to cross the border i mean it may be true it's probably not true because and, not and, any, nothing you know, trump bless, says is true bless their hearts because you never know what crap he's going to throw out there <laughs> but but uh, pelosi and schumer were both rendered speechless other than that they knew in their hearts and their minds that he was wrong yeah you know they they, they knew it, but they just didn't have the proof at their fingertips to prove he, he was wrong at that moment yeah. and that's kind of that's part of his game perhaps right uh but but that that was frustrating and yet i empathized with them because i don't know that i would have had the immediate counter to that right the the amazing thing too buzz is that uh trump is there getting ready to shut down the government over this goddamn wall right and Mm -hmm. at the same time he ends up admitting that the border security that is now in place is currently effective he said it several times and chuck schumer was like mr president you keep saying that your border security right now is effective why the hell why why do you need wall why wall why wall and and so that i mean chuck schubert didn't literally say why wall but you know what i mean that's that's kind of his reaction like and the answer the answer the answer is that that crowd of red hats that sea of red hats at all of his rallies Mm -hmm. 
have chanted over and over again, build the wall, build the wall. He promised them he would. These are the only friends he has left. (laughs) And he's going to try to deliver on that promise. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, this is all, I mean, from Trump's point of view, the fight in the Oval Office today, the promise of building the wall that's been going Mm -hmm. on since he first descended the escalator in 2015, this is all for the edification of his red hats. Exactly right, Buzz. I mean, and and their takeaway, of course, from this fracas in the Oval Office is going to be, oh, well, look at Donald Trump be clowned Pelosi and Schumer because that's what they always say. I mean, the facts of the conversation are completely irrelevant. But I mean, at one point, Trump even claimed that he won the Senate and Schumer said back to him. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, to see yeah it actually happening in real this time. was good this was a good response that they did have yes yeah yeah but but to see this happening in real time was amazing because now we get a better sense of what happens behind the scenes all the time with trump's own uh-huh. advisor schumer right. schumer replied to trump after he said that he won the senate schumer said well when the president brags that he won north dakota and indiana he's in real trouble and, and the press <laughs> kind of tittered in the background a little bit and then trump like an idiot goes well we did we did win north dakota like what? what? That is the dumbest. Yeah, not smart. And no, no one saw that coming. Not yeah. smart. So um, obviously, we're going to be hearing more about this conversation in the Oval Office for the rest of the sure. day and, uh, and the rest of the week, no doubt. Uh, and and until this gets settled, I mean, this is an on- we're facing now a government shutdown, a full yeah. government shutdown, including yeah. including the Department of Homeland Security. Right. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, so uh, this could be interesting. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, baby's throwing a fit uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know if he doesn't get uh, what he wants he's going to shut it down I, I unless he can be forced uh, into uh, into yeah. folding on that. Yeah. Well one of the things you reported on today Buzz uh, you, you put up on your uh, Twitter feed and on Facebook is the, mm-hmm. the and I want to me- mention this real quick before we dig into the stupid Watergate materials of the last five days uh, James Fields one of the uh, alleged very fine people who committed an act of terror in Charlottesville in the name of his uh, Nazism, yes. mm-hmm. will spend the rest of his life in prison. So sad. We've got to have that again right. for for James Field. Uh, and obviously, you know, the only thing that I can think of when I hear this news is not only the memory of Heather Heyer, but also right. uh, who's the woman who was killed in this terrorist attack, but the fact that Donald Trump, the, the very next day, uh-huh. Said that there were very fine people very fine on people, both yeah. sides after right. one of the Nazis, for God's sake, ran down, ran a car like a two thousand pound bullet into a right. crowd of people, sending people flying and obviously killing this poor woman. And uh, just a, a tragic event, made even more tragic by the fact that Donald Trump was so utterly tone deaf and so callous and so uh, so sympathetic to white supremacists and to all of these protesters, these guys with their tiki torches, who showed up in Charlottesville. It's just another sad statement about where we are right now as a country and especially where our deranged president is and i even though he's a dumb guy a dumb guy a dumb guy times a zillion yeah. uh he even though he's that i also no longer think that this is entirely just a political uh, strength to him yeah. uh, this is also i mean this is an ideal that he embraces he 
he's very much the white supremacist i think he's yeah. very much you know he's he's not just complicit he's all in in my opinion now yeah well that's what, i mean that's why he said all the things that he did after charlottesville is because he knows that um while the centerpiece of his audience may not be neo-nazis and and white supremacists he needs the neo-nazi and white supremacist vote he relies on those people to support him otherwise you know maybe his uh, popular support in the polls and certainly uh, in the upcoming election if he even makes it that far uh, about 10 I would say 10% of that number of people are genuine I mean activist neo-nazis and I'm not just talking about people who are racist because then then that number will certainly expand i'm talking about the people who act upon their racism to organize right, right. and and do these protests and to sign up and and, uh, and join it up with the uh, the proud boys or whatever groups they happen to be uh, the alt-right and so I, on I, I think it's probably closer to one percent but it, that number is is almost uh, in terms of percentage is almost irrelevant yeah. there are, there's there's too much of it and, and it's growing yeah. well, uh, and, somewhere and, between one percent and ten percent then yeah yeah i mean well i mean other other psychology studies about uh, a percentage of people who believe a certain thing and then another percentage of those people who are active upon that particular thing it tends to be down closer to the one level yeah maybe the 10 is right yeah. i don't know it's just based on my general understanding of uh, those kinds of statistics but you know right. what uh, percentage donald trump thinks it is nine 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 he thinks it's nine 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 percent well i don't know if it was ivana or one of his other ex-wives again i'm 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 foggy on this one he kept uh, books uh, you know that would indicate his leanings uh, on the nightstand yeah. uh, and and so i mean i think i think this goes way back and yeah. as far as his support and you mentioned this too uh the numbers are shrinking uh, the latest numbers i think in the Washington Post this morning. Uh, he's down, down, down. I mean, mm -hmm. the number of people who support him on individual things, down to under a third, 29% yep. or, or, or less in some cases. Disapproval, 57% or greater. He's he's really slipping now, seriously. So yep. that base, that sea of red hats, even it might be shrinking. There will always be those who will stick to their guns, literally and politically, uh, on Trump. But uh, And we're never we're going to win them back. But I think what we can do with these prosecutions and the increasing news about this stuff that will be unavoidable, even for those who avoid the mainstream media, uh, we're going to see that shrink even more. And I think our goal then should be to shrink that uh, number as much as, as we possibly can uh, and to try to push that down. Uh, changing the types of people who get elected to public office from the president to, to the House of Representatives to the Senate, uh, changing the people we elect can make a big difference and reverse a lot of the damage that's been done here and restore justice and we can once again make police departments accountable yeah. and uh, all the other sorts of things that we've lost you know mm -hmm. in this period of time but uh, the the point is that his is what little support he already had continues to shrink yeah and, uh, while we never will win all of those people back, I think we're going to get some more before. I think we're going to see the numbers shrink more uh, as this progresses. Well, I yeah, I really think we're starting to see the cracks formed here in Donald Trump's popular support. I mean, when you start to lose people like Judge Napolitano and others on uh, Fox News Channel, for example, Tucker Carlson was mm -hmm. uh, deeply critical of uh, Donald Trump during an interview. And I, it wasn't certainly wasn't on his show, but Tucker right. Carlson was very clear. We talked about this on the after party on Friday. Yeah. Tucker Carlson 
Carlson was very clear that he's dissatisfied yes. with Donald Trump's efficacy yes. as president of the United States, getting his agenda passed and so on. But then you mm-hmm. add into the mix here all the news that dropped on Friday, which to me is uh, w- was just a, a gigantic turning of the page. You want to talk about something? Yes. Uh, I don't want to necessarily use the word or the phrase game changer, but this was a huge event. Friday, if you missed the events mm-hmm. of Friday, boy, you missed history <laughs> you in the making. You missed a lot. Right yeah. A lot's happened, yeah. not just since you and I last spoke, but since your last show on Friday, a lot's happened. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, first of all, we had this Michael Cohen sentencing memo, which to me was the first gigantic smoking gun in all of this. I mean, we've smocking. obviously... That's smocking. smocking. That's right. Smocking gun. I forgot right, the right. proper spelling of smocking. Smoking uh, in the Trump did, era where, is now smoking. Where did, you, where did you go to school? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, let, let me just take a second on the smocking here for... You know... I, I, I'm really debating with myself, and I spent the last 24 hours or so mm-hmm. just trying to figure out, is this deliberate? It seems deliberate to me. It seems like, I mean, how can, I mean, you misspell it once, obviously it may be an autocorrect thing or something like that. You misspell it twice in the same tweet. That <laughs> no. indicates to me that he's just fucking with us. There's some. There's someone no, in the White House. No, or, no, I mean, no. you know. No, it just indicates he's just fucking stupid is what it indicates. <laughs> I, I really, I'm, I'm totally convinced of that. And to me, it's a signature. It's, a, yeah. it's proof that he wrote it in yeah. my mind. Uh, you know, obviously some tweets are written for him, but uh, clearly some are written by him. Yeah. And clearly, this was one of those. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I remember uh, one of our, uh, our major, major, big time supporters on Patreon. I'm not going to say how much she supports the show with, but boy, she uh-huh. really supports the show. Carol. King brought up to me on the uh, on Twitter. Uh, she said something to think, well, what was the other thing that he, it took him like three or four times to spell correctly? He kept tweeting and then deleting uh-huh, the tweet and uh-huh. then tweeting and then deleting it. It was the word hereby. He needed three or four chances to spell hereby. And in that case, <laughs> yes, that's right. I remember this. He yes. was misspelling it and then deleting the tweet and then trying it again and with a different <laughs> spelling, then deleting it and trying again with a different. Now, it could still be that he was just fucking with everybody to try to get us to chase no. the uh, the fuzzy object, the, the shiny no. object, but no, uh, stupid. But yeah, 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 he is stupid. <laughs> that's just what it comes down to. I just think he's so uh, distracted right now, and I think the spelling is going to get worse and worse and worse as his Trump cheese continues to slide off his Trump crackers. Uh, I'll say this for the third week in a row: he doesn't know anything about anything. He doesn't know. He doesn't understand words. That's Trump's major <laughs> problem. He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand anything. Words, numbers, anything. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So I, there was another time he still, I think. To this day can't spell counsel correctly in, ter- <laughs> in reference to the special counsel the the character in the news who is going to be the the end of donald trump's life as we know it so uh it's amazing that these things don't end up getting spelled correctly i still think there's someone else in the white house that may be trying to screw with us by adding all these misspellings not just to tweets but to uh other white house statements and other white house web pages and so on it's just absolutely insane but Back to this Cohen sentencing memo. So first, we got several things out of this uh, this memo that were just unbel—I mean, mind-blowing. Where you know, we were, oh, our yeah. our eyes, like my eyeballs, were popping out of my head like that cartoon where it goes makes that sound wooga, and it was just like, oh my god, I can't believe this is really in print, and they they appear to have evidence for all this stuff beyond just the testimony. But we've got confirmation that Cohen. Uh, provided to Mueller's office useful information concerning certain discrete Russia-related matters core to its investigation. Now, to me, that indicates 
collaboration, coordination, conspiracy with Russia. Obstruction, everything, right? Really. Uh, about the 2016 election. But, I mean, as far as the core of the investigation. Yes. Okay, right, yes. That is the collusion, to use the uh, the colloquial version right. of all of that. right. Right. And that he that he obtained by virtue of his regular contact with Trump organization executives during the campaign. So in contact with people who are executives at the Trump organization, this could be Weiselberg. This could be uh-huh. Donald Trump Jr. or could be all of the above. Right. Uh, that uh, Michael Cohen was in, in, in contact with with regards any, any to of the kids. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. With regard to. <laughs> Collusion, conspiracy, coordination, et cetera, with with right. Russia on the uh, 2016 election. So that was just I mean, I, I couldn't believe that we were actually seeing in black and white on an official court document entered into the public record. Yeah, this is where individual one became an unindicted co-conspirator. Absolutely. And yeah. That alone right there, I mean, that's going to lead us down the road to I think he's going to get impeached, I think. And and by impeached, I mean, in the very technical sense. And so far as I think there are going to be articles of impeachment, uh, in addition to the ones that have already been introduced, there are going to be additional articles of impeachment eventually, probably within the next six to ten months, passed Uh through uh, the various committees, starting with the House Judiciary Committee to eventually passing on the full floor of the House. And then the Senate has to proceed with a trial of Donald Trump. Right. Yeah. That, John Dean, uh, former counsel to Richard Nixon, yeah. uh, has said that uh, they have no choice, that Congress has no choice now but to begin impeachment proceedings. And yeah. uh, I think that's the way we all see it. I think I, I think right after the first of the year would be a good time, or as soon as the uh, new Democratic Congress is sworn in, of course. Yeah. Amazing, Buzz, that uh, Michael Cohen looks to be the John Dean of all of this, right? Says who? Yeah. And, yeah. Again, again, an attorney. Yeah. Yeah. And it just of, of all people. And this gives you a sense of the different calibers of people between uh, the events of Watergate and the events of Trump yeah. Russia, where, yeah. you know, John Dean, I, even when he was a Republican working for the Nixon White House and eventually uh, going forth to Congress and providing all of this information about the tape recording system and so on, you know, he was a, a trained lawyer, a respectable guy. He wasn't one right, of these right. bag men. He wasn't one of these <laughs> thugs who, you know, goes around kneecapping people who didn't never was involved with taxi medallions. <laughs> exactly right. And that's that's Michael Cohen. So that I mean, Michael Cohen is this shady weirdo who's this hanger on. I see Michael Cohen as being this kind of pathetic character in the Trump organization where, you know, like when you were a kid and you were playing playing baseball in the backyard, playing soccer in the backyard and the ball goes in the pricker bush. Michael Cohen's (laughs) the guy that you may go in the pricker bush to get the ball. And that's and that's how he got that face (laughs) because that's the face you make. When you're the guy who has to go get the ball out of the prickly bush. Absolutely correct. So that's what happens. And uh, so you talk about a disintegration and and, a, and major glaring differences between Watergate and then stupid Watergate. Yeah. And there yeah. it is. You can't draw John. a more finer distinction between two people than John Dean <laughs> and Michael Cohen, yet they're right. providing the same service for the American people, I think. Right. They're performing at this point uh, the same function. Uh, yeah. But John Dean rose to... Uh, a scholarly level and um, Michael Cohen never will. No, absolutely not. Michael Cohen's Sadly, never going to serve right. as a lawyer ever again his entire life. I expect him fully to appear on Dancing with the Stars at some point, <laughs> maybe after his uh, 42-month prison term. If, if, yes, if only he could find a dancing partner in prison, he'll be set. <laughs> 
That's right. He should start working on that in his jail cell. Serving a coinciding sentence. I have a feeling he won't have any choice in the matter. I think he's going to have to start rehearsing in his jail cell. And I shouldn't say that with no, such no, glee. We don't. But, you no, know. we don't. We don't. We don't. I mean, and I didn't mean anything other than, I mean, he really could dance with somebody. And, <laughs> I, and that's really all I meant. And I'm sorry. And now, now, look what I've, now look what I've gotten us into. <laughs> all right. Well, meanwhile, the document noted that uh, Cohen provided relevant and useful information concerning his contacts with persons connected to the White House. Uh, that's pretty significant because that indicates post-2016, uh, this indicates after the inauguration. Uh, specifically, the memo cited 2017 to 2018 as a time period, maybe all the way up through, what are they saying, like February of 2018 as being right. the, the cutoff time or the last contact that Michael Cohen had with the White House. Yeah, and I'm trying to keep that straight because uh, Manafort also uh, kept in touch with the White House yes. uh, well into the presidency. And, and at this moment, yeah, I, I believe in in, Man in uh, Cohen's case, it was through February. And Manafort, I think, through May. Yeah, and I bet we're going to uh, find out that Manafort was communicating with Jared Kushner. I bet that was his contact inside the White House. Either that or like a no-name person that we haven't uh, heard about yet. That's a well, in the last in the last couple of weeks, we've learned so much from the combination. And this sounds like a law firm: uh, Manafort, Cohen, and Flynn. <laughs> Manafort, Cohen, and Flynn. Right. Uh, these are the three guys who we've learned the most from. Manafort, even in his non-cooperation, we've learned some things from the uh, court filings uh, of Robert Mueller regarding uh, Paul Manafort. So uh, all three have, uh, one way or another, given to us uh, a tremendous amount of knowledge. And yes, the President of the United States is not just Individual One as he was last week. He is now an undicted co-conspirator, mm -hmm. a la Richard Nixon. Mm -hmm. He, he he, he, there are a number of impeachable offenses, and in addition to those impeachable offenses, even if none of that flies, I mean, worst case scenario, Donald Trump can be arrested at 12.01 p.m. on <laughs> Inauguration Day of the next president. Yes, uh, yes, you know, yes, indeed. Just, just amazing. It's a big darn deal. A big darn deal. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah we're, just, we're witnessing a, a dramatic moment in history here. Get a yep. good seat because... Mm -hmm. Not everybody gets to slash has to witness this. Oh, yeah, yeah. And right now, you know, we were witnessing history all along, but it was miserable history. It was soul-crushing <laughs> history. Now, I, I feel like the rule of law is overcoming all of the bullshit. And the way to God get through, Yeah, right. And the way to get through those times, and I remember that. I remember even trying to pull myself up and, and pull up other people uh, because I, I have believed in my heart all along that this is how it would work, that the voters and the system of justice and the law would make everything right uh, you know yep. uh, and but in the meantime i knew i knew also that we were going to have to go through an awful lot of horrible stuff including this thing in the oval office today mm -hmm. i'm going to shut down the government <laughs> i'm going to send in the military to build a wall mm -hmm. uh you know it, it, we it, i knew that this kind of thing could happen i, I too am exhausted by it and, and although it seems forever it's been a rapidly moving investigation i think my optimism my faith are paying off and I'm I'm very gratified, and I I guess my advice to other people would be uh, that's how you stay positive when things are really bad, when babies are being yanked from the arms of their mothers. Uh, you just have to know in your heart that uh, that the will of the people and uh, the strength of the law will fix it. Right, right. And you know, one thing I wanted to mention too before we uh we, before we talk about Brooklyn and dot com here in a second. 
uh, is you mentioned Mike Flynn a second ago. Um, right. One thing I noticed, and maybe this is telling, maybe this is, I'm just reading too much into it, but if you remember the Mike Flynn sentencing memo, how heavily redacted it was. Right. Oh, the, yeah. The Michael Cohen sentencing memo was not as heavily redacted. In fact, it was hardly redacted at all. Now, mm-hmm. to me, that makes the redacted portions of the Mike Flynn sentencing memo even I mean, potentially more groundbreaking, more of a bombshell than what we saw in the Michael Cohen sentencing memo, because one one was revealed to the public, the Michael Cohen well, stuff. The Flynn stuff was maybe too explosive to reveal to the public. Here's the difference, I think, and that is that the Cohen case is primarily about illegal campaign contributions, yeah. namely uh, the payoffs, uh, a, a simple private transaction, uh, the, the payoffs to uh, Trump's alleged mistresses. Uh, th- that's what that case is about, is about uh, defrauding uh, at least uh, the Elections Commission, uh, whereas uh, other campaigns have had violations. Uh, the Trump campaign kept a secret for, for over a year. Yep. Uh, the other campaigns who have had violations uh, immediately reported it and uh, paid fines for those violations. Mm-hmm. He kept it hid for, uh, hidden for a year. Uh, these, uh, the, that's the, the Cohen case. The, the, the Flynn case, that's all the collusion stuff. That's all the Russia this, Russia that yeah. uh, stuff. And uh, those are all part of the same big picture, but uh, mm-hmm. these are the various offenses. Uh, you know, and, and, and you know, we, we know that Cohen's going to be part of the Russia thing, too. But, but I think uh, what's yet to be revealed in the Flynn case will be uh, more about Russia. Well, we do have more collusion noted in the Michael Cohen sentencing memo, which yes, we're going to talk we about. Yeah, he'll, in just he'll a be part of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, uh, before we dig into uh, brooklinen.com here, just want to say uh-huh. to the entire uh, Trump crime family. Merry freaking Christmas, man. <laughs> Good luck to all of you. Um, Okay, so let's talk about giving the gift of a great night's sleep uh, to uh, your friends, to your family members. This is the way you want to do it. First, you want to pick up a a hollow pillow for all the people who you think on your list need a good night's sleep. I think it's a great gift. And then what you do is you pair that almost like uh, if you're a sommelier pairing a good wine with a great meal. You want to pair your hollow pillow with your Brook Linen sheets. I swear to God, Buzz, these are the best sheets I've ever slept on. Uh, Kimberly Johnson concurs as well, and she's a picky sleeper. You're not sleeping on a cloud. You're sleeping in a cloud. In a cloud. That's You know what? That's very well put. I mean, we uh, we spent some time uh, sleeping in other people's beds over Thanksgiving, and no... That's what I hear. It's not what you think, you dirty, dirty old man, you. And, but we compared between sleeping in someone else's bed without Brooklyn uh-huh. and sheets and our bed with our great Brooklyn and sheets and our hollow pillows. We love our Brooklyn and sheets. Half a million people now sleep in luxury they can afford all because Brooklyn and cut out the middlemen and they made ordering easy. Good housekeeping name, Brooklinen.com, the best of online betting. And Brooklinen.com's got over 30,000 five star reviews, more than any other betting company. Brooklyn and sheets come in more than 20 colors and patterns, and it's easy to mix and match, and it's a great place to gift shop too. All of the people on your list, candles, towels, robes, sleep masks, and so much more. I mean, literally, you can give the gift of a great night's sleep. My Brooklinen sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. And Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer just for you. Get $20 off and free shipping 
when you use the promo code BOBC at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen so confident you'll love their new sheets, comforters, and towels. They come with a lifetime warranty, but the only way to get 20 bucks off and free shipping is to use promo code BOBC at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code B-O-B-C. Brooklinen, they really are the best of sheets ever. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show. Welcome back to the show today. It's our big Tuesday show. So what you're saying is you and Kimberly won't come and stay with us in Florida unless we have the fancy sheets. Yeah, you got to gotta be all right? set with Brooklyn so, sheets. But, and- but you did talk about giving them, uh, making them a great Christmas gift. <laughs> That's right. Well, so if I, mean, I were to get a, a pair of uh, the fancy sheets and put them on uh, the guest bed, you guys would come and stay? Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> it just depends. We're very, very picky. We'd have to sample the sheets first, what, uh, evaluate what are, them. What are the other conditions? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting dirty here on the show. Um, we can now because we're happy. You know, I yeah. mean, uh, uh, we, there's hope. Uh, this is the hope we were talking about. Uh, the, I have felt positive for a, over a week now, mm-hmm. uh, and and I, I think we're going to feel more of that. Uh, listen, rough times are ahead. Rough times for this country. Rough yeah. and maybe scary times. I don't know. Uh, we certainly hope not. Yeah. Uh, we hope that law and order will pre- will prevail here, but uh, justice will prevail, and that is reason, I think, to be happy. Yeah, I mean, it's all at once scary and exhilarating and it's Mm -hmm. the reason it's scary we talked about why it's exhilarating already but the reason it's scary is because we're entering into a a seriously unknown phase in all of this because we don't quite know where this is going to go how trump is going to behave i mean what we do know is that there's less than a month remaining uh, for Donald Trump to not have a uh, Democratic House of Representatives once January rolls around. They're going to be sworn in. The new Congress is going to get underway, and it's going to be an entirely new ball game. where I don't think this Democratic House of Representatives is going to shy away from a serious stab at uh, impeachment. I think this is, I mean, it's inevitable. I mean, they it has to be. They can't avoid it now. I mean, yeah. they, they've, they've said, they said throughout the campaign, this is not a... This is not a certainly not a campaign issue for us, right. uh, and, and they have talked about the sorts of things they would like to do and the sorts of things they intend to investigate. But impeachment per se hadn't wasn't wasn't on the agenda. It still technically isn't, but it has to be now. It's it's unavoidable. We're at the part of the roller coaster ride where the cars have been released and there's no going back now. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put it. In fact, you know, I was talking uh, to a friend of mine who was saying that they're their Trump supporting friend. So it's a basically a friend of a friend story. So take this with a grain of salt. But their friend, their Trump loyalist is now starting to see that Donald Trump is not telling the truth in a lot of these cases, where the story <laughs> that Trump is telling is is quite different than the official story that we're getting from no. these lifelong prosecutors. Yeah, Say it isn't so. Well, I think it's a consequence of Fox <laughs> News finally starting to show yeah, a little yeah. bit of uh, yeah. 
realism in all of this, so to Even speak. Tucker, who's as radical anti-immigration as Trump yeah. is, uh, says this guy's a clown. You know, this guy's uh, is certainly not helping uh, us conservatives, and right. uh, and and he's a clown. Well, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, and 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 you're and you know what? You're starting to hear senators and other lawmakers uh, back farther away, and I, I this is pay close attention to this, everyone, because uh, you're going to see these guys crumble off uh, bit by bit by bit until the numbers become overwhelming. Uh, this, too, is part of the unstoppable excitement at this point. There's a, a series of things that are going to have to happen that are set in motion already. And I think mm-hmm. one of the, the things that is going to happen is, at the very, very least, Robert mm-hmm. Mueller is going to hand down a certain series of findings with recommendations for articles of impeachment to the House of Representatives. And I think that is absolutely going to happen. But I think there's right. a lot of things that are going to happen uh, prior to that, with even the possibility that Trump could end up getting indicted. And it may be a sealed indictment. We don't know exactly what form that's going to take. But one right. thing that we do know for sure is all yes. of the stories that we've been hearing for the past, I don't know, six, eight months uh, since Michael Cohen first uh, was indicted is that the SDNY investigation yes. ter- has turned out to be the the real catch in all of this for Trump. And so far right. as they were so busy demonizing Robert Mueller and his Mueller. 20 angry <laughs> Democrats with their agenda, blah, 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 all that crap that Trump puts. And, and so, right, yeah, absolutely true. And, and the fact is that it turns out that the SDNY investigation with Michael Cohen and the Trump organization uh, is now obviously the thing that could be the straw that broke the camel's back. Absolutely. That, it doesn't play by the same rules. We've known all along that Mueller would wouldn't indict but right. what we what we uh, only recently realized and other people have known all along is that the southern district of new york can and may very well because it, not only is it not like the Mueller investigation it's not like any other federal district in the no. system no and and it it very much makes and plays by its own rules it sticks to those rules they're not making this up just for trump yep this is how they roll and uh, there is a possibility they could be indicted and of course so we heard adam Schiff say this past week that uh, Trump also faces being arrested and going to prison after after he <laughs> at twelve oh one p.m. on inauguration day. Yeah, right. exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah. This is why we're happy. And again, you know, this is a case where if you watch any Fox News going on right now, any sort of uh, reports on Fox News Channel with regard to the Michael Cohen case in, in the Southern District of New York, what they're saying is, oh, this isn't Robert Mueller. As if to say, oh, those crazy people in the special counsel's office. This right. is this is and they're actually saying this on Fox News. Yeah, these are career prosecutors who have been working in the one of the oldest uh, federal districts in the history of the country, and for some reason, they're providing all of this gravity to the Southern District of New York and the prosecutors there. So there was never any uh, bullshit that was applied to that investigation to soften up the Red Hat's perception of what was going on up there. It was all, Trump was too focused on Mueller stupidly, (laughs) and of course Trump always makes things worse for Trump, and here's another case of it. 
Where and, you, just, and you know who else knew about this all along about the Southern District of New York? Is of course Robert Mueller. Yeah. You know, this is a good court, bad court uh, situation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. For Trump. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 screwed. He's he's cornered. There's only one way this can go at this point. Well, I think the strategy that we saw with regard to, for example, passing along information from the special counsel's office all the way down to the Southern District of New York and and launching that investigation into Michael Cohen mm-hmm. and so on and, and the Trump organization organization and these payoffs to Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal. Right. I mean, that to me, that further emphasizes the gravity of what Robert Mueller is going to come up with, because <laughs> yes. there's an overall chess, you know, seven layer chess strategy going on here that I think emphasizes like you wouldn't see this if he didn't have evidence of the things that the crimes that we've been talking about. You wouldn't see this right. level of of thoroughness, this ability to spread out investigations, move things from, okay, we're going to take this and we're going to, we're going to sort of tag team uh, on Trump and we're going to move this information up to the Southern District. We're going to carry on with obstruction of justice and collusion and all of those things with us. And then, oh, by the way, uh, the state of New York is also investigating and, and, and engaged in a yeah. civil suit against the Trump Foundation. All of these things happening simultaneously indicate that there's not just smoke coming from one place. There's smoke coming from smock. numerous pl- smock. Exactly right. There's smock coming from all these other places. And uh, and to me, that's that's indicative of the seriousness of the crimes that we're talking about. We like to play games. We know we can win. Yeah. Prosecutors do not allege or press charges. Yeah. Uh, they do not think they can win. Right. Uh, it's it's bad for their careers. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's bad for public relations. Yep. It's bad on a whole lot of levels. It's bad because bad guys get away when that happens. Yeah. Uh, so they don't they they don't pursue things they cannot prove. These consider these things already proven. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and, and I mean, as lay as lay people, I think we can. Well, that's the case with the Cohen memo because Donald Trump doing one of those stupid gaggles that he always does. He opens his big mouth when he's on his way out to Marine One. He does this almost right. every day. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And in this case, someone asked him, "Were these payoffs? Did, were these illegal campaign contributions? Did you direct Michael Cohen to do these things?" And Trump's response was, "No, no." No, he did. And what he's trying to right. do is he's trying to make it seem as if it's just his word versus Michael Cohen's word. Well, the wording, right. speaking of words, the wording in the Cohen sentencing memo didn't indicate that it's just Michael Cohen's testimony that they're basing this on. Oh, the, no, 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 They've no, got yes. records. They've got uh, oh, tangible yes. evidence to back up everything that Michael Cohen oh, has said. They, they can back it all up. And they've yeah. talked to uh, Weaselstein or whatever his name was. I can't <laughs> The the, the the financial guy over at uh, the Trump organization, uh, you know, they've they've talked to him uh, uh, about this. So yeah, they have they have a lot of uh, corroborating testimony as well as all those documents. Oh, I'm just you know I'm just there are only certain people. I'm only keeping up with the names of the babes at this point. So that may be the name of the show today. Thank you very much. Uh, okay. And so, then, by the way, and I don't know if you're going to bring it up, but then there's the whole NRA thing. Yeah, yeah, and that's the know, very next thing. Exactly right. And, I see. I knew you were going to say that. Yep. Yep. Maria Butina. We've got yep. uh, this uh, this whole thing with the NRA. So, I mean, in addition to taking down the Trump crime family, which uh-huh. is very clear. I mean, I think that is not an exaggeration. That is not a cute little nickname. Yeah, I no, think it's the Trump no. crime family. They comport themselves 
like mobsters. They thought because they see all this shit in Goodfellas and on The Sopranos that they can do the same kind of stuff and get away with it and be seen as these antiheroes. Well, that's that's not how the real world see, functions. The problem is they're dumb mobsters. And, yeah. and Trump, although he believes he's so, uh, Tony Soprano, is really a big pussy. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. And so not only... It's going to be a talking fish in a future episode. <laughs> No. Oh, my God. That's so perfect. That's exactly what's going to happen. And, you know, (laughs) so it's not just the Trump crime family that's going to be taken down by all this crap. It's the NRA. I mean, the NRA might actually get dissolved because of all of these interactions between uh, where Maria Butina served as a go between between the NRA, the Trump family and the, the Russian Central Bank and Alexander Torshin. And and so therefore also the Kremlin. And so it's this I mean, you want to talk about I, I, it's amazing that he's still going around saying no collusion when we know all of this stuff and we know that there's evidence to back all of it up. And now Maria Butina is going to enter into this plea agreement and now she's going to spill the beans. So we, we've got yet probably I mean, it could entirely be that Maria Butina is yet another John Dean. I mean, in addition to Michael Cohen, there's well, there's a bunch of John Deans, in fact, in all of this. I mean, it's. Yeah, I was saying Michael Cohen's the John D. Well, well there we were others Mike in Flynn. I mean, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, there, yeah, certainly there were, but I mean, I guess Michael Cohen, insofar as he was the the guy who you know broke the dam, he was the guy who started this avalanche of corroborating testimony and additional evidence, including audio recordings and things like that. So, uh, but you know, you have to add to the list guys like Mike Flynn and so on, and I think Maria Butina is going to be one of those people where she's just going to blab and blab and blab. The only thing I get concerned about with regard to Maria Butina is not necessarily whether or not she's going to uh, finger Trump and all of this, but... And, and you know, you sick people, that's not what I meant. You know what I mean? You know, in terms I of... I did briefly it. flash on that, yeah, but go ahead. <laughs> but... Uh, well, I mean, what she's going to do is, uh, is I mean, I'm concerned that she's going to uh, be assassinated. I mean, obviously, we've yeah, seen we this don't happen know. with the Russians. Mean, yeah, something awful could happen to her because she will be deported. Yeah. Uh, she will probably be sentenced to time served. I believe the recommended sentence is zero to six months. And considering she's already served six months waiting for this to happen, mm-hmm. uh, they'll probably let her go. And the, the problem, and, the, and then they'll deport her yep. and back to Russia. And uh, I'm... I'm not sure she will fare well there having talked because no matter how contrite she may be, how cornered she may have been into talking, uh, she's not redeemable at this point. They're, yeah. not, they're not going to keep her. So, yeah, I would expect the same fate. And interesting now, they're, they're investigating also on uh, being an unregistered foreign agent charges uh, her boyfriend, who has visited her every week yeah. since she was sent to jail six months ago. I know. Uh, and now she has agreed to <laughs> tell everything she knows about his activities. Yeah, that's uh, what Paul uh, Paul and, Erickson, and, that guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and then and then it's back to Russia. So you know, uh, <laughs> what, did she ever finish the undergraduate thing? I don't remember. I don't know, I don't know but I, you know, Putin today school. was uh, went on record as saying he has no idea who Maria Butina is. He has no recollection of this person. He doesn't know this person. I'm sorry, like, who said that today? Uh, Vladimir Putin. Oh, yeah, well, of course, but he'll know her when he sees her. That's that's right, or one of his thugs sees her. Uh I mean, look, I mean, the the guy, the head of the GRU, the head of Russian military intelligence, mysteriously died, what, last week or the week before or something like that? You think 
for a second they won't uh, consider snuffing out Maria Butina uh, in a heartbeat with whatever uh, awful poison they tend to use. And I'm not saying that gleefully. I'm not. I'm not hoping no, for that no. scenario. I'm just and saying you know, that's a possibility. And, and, and we don't know. Yeah, it's a distinct possibility, but we we really don't know. It could also be viewed that she did accomplish her mission mm-hmm. in the United States as a, a Russian spy. Yeah, uh, she did only talk because she had no choice, and she did so in a way that would send her back to Russia and get her out of the United States. Yeah, if they consider her work valuable they may put her to work there. This is also something that happens to uh, recalled spies as they wind yep. up with a desk job or something a little more domestic. Right, right. I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen with Maria Butina, but... Uh, it depends on, on the value, uh, you know, of it depends on what she gave up and the, the value they believe she served while she was here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think uh, the NRA, the clock is ticking for the NRA at this point because not only are they claim to be broke, right. I mean, they're saying yeah. that they've, they're just cash poor. They've got no way to go forward uh, as an organization. They just, said they would go. Yeah, they said they would go under as uh, an organization at the hands of a lawsuit last year. Yeah. Uh, I know they've laid off a lot of their media people. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so I, I think and, and I think they would lose uh, the support of even some gun makers, perhaps, uh, if NRA members uh, and sponsors find out yeah. that that organization has colluded with Russia. I mean, who would have thought at the beginning of the year that we'd be sitting here in December talking about Donald Trump getting impeached, talking about Michael Cohen having flipped on Donald Trump and turning over all this kind of evidence that we see now in official documents? Uh, I'll tell you, I I hoped for it. I did. I mean, I'll answer your question. I hoped for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were times I worried we wouldn't get here, but here we are. Yeah, and on top of all of that, it looks like the NRA is going broke. Milo Yanniopoulos is going broke, however the hell you pronounce his last name. He's going broke too they're all going but they're all either going to jail or going broke which is just fantastic fucking news as far as i'm concerned you know what would make this perfect and this is the wish i'm not going to get yeah but if i could have another wish it would be the demise of the fox news channel yeah oh my god you that, know that's i and i don't know how we can arrange that you yeah, know yeah. Uh, how we can make that happen uh, but but it's got to go I mean, if it's no longer financially lucrative for them, then that's it. Right. They have to either right. change format or sell. And so there you it, go. I think just the process of them further beclowning themselves. And there's also on top of all of that, on top of, uh, you know, all the sex scandals or the sexual assault allegations right. that have been right. floating around for right. the last couple of years on it's top toxic. of. I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. And on top of all of that, uh, you know, they, they've been latched to this villain that I think we're going to get to a point, and I this is one of the things that I've really got my fingers crossed for, that eventually the name Trump is going to be so toxic that anyone who was supportive of that person, anyone who was uh, linked somehow to that brand is going to get dragged down uh, with Donald Trump when he finally goes down, whether it's after he's done being president or if he's impeached before then or if he's indicted before then. However the scenario goes, the, the whole idea of Trumpism has to be humiliated out of existence. The quote unquote MAGA, uh, the, the quote unquote MAGA agenda 
as uh, yeah. Nick, Nick Ayers uh, tweeted the uh, other day. We, we can get it down to 15%. That's the shrinking yeah. that, that I was talking about that, that we want to achieve. Uh, but we saw this with Nixon. And because Trump is exponentially worse, I think the aversion to Trump will be exponentially worse than it was uh, for Nixon. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 this is another thing I think we're going to see repeat itself. We certainly hope so. And that, too, will shrink that number of people who will never let go. Okay, we're going to talk about a really fascinating uh, development with William Barr, who's the uh, designee for to become the next attorney general. Billy um, Barr. Fa- yeah, Billy Barr. Fascinating, fascinating turn of events here with uh, Billy Barr. Back after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. <laughs> oh, oh, Santa oh, Burbank has got his jingle bells. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how that worked with the delay, but it was in rhythm here. Uh, it was perfect. <laughs> and you know what? We're all doing our uh, Charlie Brown dance to this song yes. because of all we the are. good news the last couple we of days. We can. I, oh, and I wanted to say about, I, I know you've got other stuff to do, but you always do. Uh, the, the Fox News Channel, uh, and, and, you know, they, they've, we're talking about the role that they played. Uh, we're, in terms of Trump's new chief of staff, which he's out of people you mentioned yeah. at the top of the show, he, he has nobody. Uh, and, and so the list is down now to, uh, uh, now, I mean, the people talking about Sean Hannity. Oh my as God! Impossible. Can you can you imagine that? If something like that were to happen, maybe we could bring down the Fox News Channel. That is absolutely true. You know the, the name that keeps uh, like popping into my head at least today is just this weird premonition. Ivanka. What what if he made Ivanka chief of staff? I mean, talk about an enabler. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But I mean, I mean, the fact is, no one wants this job. You talk about horrible, horrible timing. I mean, the same week in which all of these explosive allegations come out through these court filings, at this, the same week, Donald Trump decides to replace his chief of staff. And, of course, it's the worst time for it because does anyone want to climb aboard this sinking ship at this point? I mean, they have even, to be crazy not, or a sycophant or something. 
not even Russia. I don't know if yeah. you heard, but Russia has begun to distance itself from Donald Trump. <laughs> what? Who is this guy? We don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, Trump. I've never heard of that guy. Is that the guy who sold steaks in sharper image stores? That's amazing. <laughs> That's who, right. Whoever thought it would be a good idea to sell steaks in a sharper image store? No wonder they failed. That's what Russia's saying about all of this. But um, yeah, I want to talk about the chief of staff uh, situation here in just a second. But we did I know. keep you from doing a plug? Oh no, I was just going to say something okay. about the Amazon link because you should be shopping through our Amazon link at bobseska.com. It's the all caps Amazon link just beneath the logo, just beneath my bulbous head right there at the top of the page. You click that link, it'll take you right to the front page of amazon.com where you can shop as normal, search for anything you want, and we collect a teeny tiny commission from some of the things you purchase, including Chris Lavoie's banded masculine candles. There's a He's got a brand new scent for the holidays, which is the uh, the eggnog oh. scent. Right, I was trying to think, there's something else. Spicy. Spicy eggnog, yes, exactly right. And uh, also the gingerbread man scent, and of course mm-hmm. my favorite, the fresh cut grass, uh, through our banded masculine link at bobseska.com. That also takes you to, to Amazon, where you can do all kinds what of I, other shopping, too. What I have read about aromatherapy and sex is that uh, women are mm, enjoy the aroma of cherry. Of the, cherry, uh, huh? the fruit cherry, and that men uh, uh, are benefited, or someone benefits from uh, the uh, from basically pumpkin pie spices. Those <laughs> wow. those types of spices, and they're similar spices to what you'd find in eggnog or something like that. Yeah. So you know, I'm just saying, if you if you light one of those babies, uh, stand back. Yeah, you know, the thing that I like most uh, that gets me in the mood to have sex is uh-huh. the words. Sure, we can have sex. <laughs> That's usually <laughs> what's. It gets me in the mood. It's always it's always worked for me. Yeah. And these days, impeachment is having the same effect. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Who needs Viagra these days when there's impeachment on the menu? Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, so see your doctor if more than four hours. <laughs> so Billy Barr. Uh-huh. William Barr is going to be, uh, you know, up. I don't know if he's going to actually get confirmed. Probably will be confirmed. But if he does get Senate, con- yeah. yeah, if he does get confirmed. Uh, he's going to probably have to recuse himself from the Russia situation because stupid, yeah. stupid Donald Trump uh, first asked William Barr to be his defense lawyer. Right. In the Russia investigation. I mean, mm-hmm. dumb, he- dumb, dumb. What a goddamn dummy. I mean, every time we think that we've seen the dumbest Trump thing so far, he goes and pulls a stunt that's even dumber. So he finally and to gets- him to him. They're the same job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, to right. him, uh, uh, Yeah. The attorney general is the president's defense lawyer. Oh, he God. believes Trump believes that's what Eric Holder was for Barack Obama. It's not true, but it, it's what he believes. He just doesn't. He doesn't understand anything. I mean, once. Does- doesn't know anything about anything. Exactly. And going back to that uh, that fight with Pelosi and Schumer in the Oval <laughs> Office today, I mean, he was making it seem as if that, uh, you know, legislation is uh, is incapable of changing between it getting passed in the House and getting passed in the Senate. And, you know, the, the whole amendment process and conference committees and so on. He doesn't understand any of that. So he won't even bother to pass oh, a continuing I resolution. A bill up on Capitol. Exactly. Maybe he needs to see some schoolhouse rock and yeah. just to get him through over the next month cartoons cartoons for the president stat 
Uh, okay, so so William Barr uh, is going to have to recuse himself. So this was Donald Trump's get out of jail free right. card, where he could have put uh, an attorney general in, yeah. or at least tried to. That would He's have screwed. put the brakes, applied the brakes to the Mueller investigation. But now it's going to have to go right back to Rod Rosenstein because William Barr is going to have to recuse himself. Now we we already I think know. Even, yeah, I'm sorry, I, but I think even to a degree, Jeff Sessions knew. That uh, I, I, the Jeff Sessions took the job believing he could protect Trump, and I, yeah. I think uh, Whitaker, uh, you know, took the the temporary job mm-hmm. uh, believing that the, he could protect Trump, and I think Barr may accept this job believing that he can protect Trump. But what happens is they get in there and they learn the protocol, and they meet with the ethics lawyers, and they find out, well, no, I really can't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean that, and that's just it. That's the crazy thing, Buzz. What what do you think uh, about this theory that uh, Matt Whitaker has quietly recused himself yeah, and, and not I informed the president? And he doesn't have to tell the president. He doesn't have to well, make a public statement about that. I, I think the way here's how he stayed out of trouble with Trump and with us at the same time. He, he did when he went in. He, he hasn't. Uh, f- so far as we know, he hasn't touched the Mueller investigation. Yeah. He did. He has met with the ethics attorneys. And the last we heard from Whitaker, uh, they were processing everything. As long as he can keep that process in limbo, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to tell Trump that he hasn't recused himself. And he doesn't have to tell us that he hasn't recused himself right. uh it, it, you know he can keep that when when in fact i think he's never going to do it and and never could and avoided putting himself in that situation by turning the decision over to somebody else and telling them to take their time with it well speaking of uh turning a decision over to somebody else we've got new news today that once again, the you're fired guy, the guy whose catch, entire catchphrase up until running for president, up until build that wall and all the crap that he's introduced since then. And, yeah. yeah, lock her up and all that crap. This was the you're fired guy. Turns out that the the host of The Celebrity Apprentice is incapable uh-huh. of actually firing people in fact yeah. oh yeah 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 in fact we have this news story from new york times today uh saying that donald trump was hoping that someone else would fire john kelly so he sure. wouldn't have to do it and it says here uh <laughs> new york times what's funny about that what's funny about that is kelly's the guy trump has made do all the firing yeah and kelly's the guy who fired tillerson if i you know it's, kelly is always the guy that trump is so you go fire him now when it's time to fire kelly hey, he's got he got to call john kelly and to tell him to fire john kelly yeah yeah and in fact you know <laughs> when he wanted to fire james comey he sent his old bodyguard i forget who that guy's name yes, was yes his yes. personal mike airman trout oh, Sent him, yeah, right. sent him over to fire James Comey. And then when it was uh, Rex Tillerson, he asked John Kelly to fire Rex Tillerson. Right. Uh, when, yeah, he when, he went to, when he went to fire VA Secretary David Shulkin, uh, who had uh-huh. a phone meeting with the president one afternoon in March, the day after the White House assured him that he wouldn't be fired, just right. hours after the conversation, Shulkin learned by way of a Trump tweet Tweet uh-huh. that his services were no longer required. Fired by tweet. Comey saw it on a TV monitor in California. So, yeah, uh, I mean, so, you know, before he got the uh, the paperwork, before the paperwork was handed to him. Oh yeah. So what a goddamn coward. I mean, once again, yes, another example yeah. of Trump. Trump the coward. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's putting it very politely. Yeah, yeah. So we were on the street in an alley, I might use a different word. Right. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. Exactly. And something that Trump might normally grab is something that he yes, actually yeah. is. Uh, but but you know, I mean, on top of all of that, 
uh, we've got these ridiculous tweets uh, from Donald Trump over the last few days. Uh, you know, we obviously uh-huh. talked about the smocking gun, which is the De- desper- desperation. This oh is just God. all sputtering desperation. And that's what I want you to hear and read when you go over these is sputtering desperation. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think my overall question, Buzz, for you, for you to consider while I'm covering a couple of these tweets here is, uh-huh. is this Donald Trump just continuing to put the best spin he can on things? Or is Donald Trump legitimately losing his mind? That's something for you to consider here in just a second. Okay. All right. Yeah, so, let's, I'll listen and consider that. So like with Denang Dick Blumenthal, when he's calling a sitting U.S. <laughs> senator a dick on Twitter, you know, this uh-huh. is the president of the United States, for God's sake. Uh, right. And then he said, when the Michael Cohen memo, the sentencing memo came out, he said, this totally clears me. Thank you. I mean, right. that has got to be the most insane tweet that Donald <laughs> Trump, I would put that just, at number one on my list of insane Trump tweets. Dumb guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, either. I mean, there's several possibilities for that particular tweet. The uh, this totally <laughs> clears me tweet. One, Donald Trump just doesn't know. Two, right. he wants to put a positive spin on everything. He knows he's in trouble, but he wanted to put a positive spin on it. Three, right. uh, whoever the staffer was, the unfortunate staffer who had to read the memo to Donald Trump only read the good parts, and there weren't many good parts. I don't think there were any good right. parts. But maybe oh, yeah, they, they can't talk to him about the truth. They can't. Yeah, they try. Yeah. They can't. So maybe they skipped over all the bad news. Or four, he is just out of his blinking mind. There's which, a touch of that. I don't yeah. think it's. I don't think. Uh, I don't think insanity is the main reason. I think there is a yeah. pinch of insanity. I said it's. I think I said last week and perhaps prematurely that it's walking around <laughs> talking to portraits time. He's not. He's not quite at that point yet, but yeah. he's bordering on it. He's. He's. He's tittering on it uh, at mm-hmm. this point. Uh, this is mostly. Uh, it's a stupidity in that he believes that he will be saved by his base, that his support is so great that he is a man of such greatness, yeah. that he is a, a powerful president <laughs> with a tremendous amount. He's looked out over that sea of people and seen how many supporters he has. He's fully confident uh, that uh, he's you know, ready to ride into battle when really he's not ready to ride into battle at all. He doesn't even have any weapons. He's, he's, he, he, he's not prepared. He, there's been, there's no, no, White House response is being prepared. Uh, there's no war room. Every other president who's been in any kind of scandal or trouble or whatever had a war room full of extra lawyers, not just yeah. the lawyers they normally have around. They bring in another couple, two dozen of them, uh, you know, to 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 fill this war room with. How are we going to? You know, solve this problem, gentlemen. We have to protect our phony baloney jobs here, uh, and 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 they bring in this army of people, and it's called a war room. Mm. Trump doesn't have that. He doesn't have the team of lawyers. He doesn't have the war room. He has no response ready, and that is making Republican lawmakers nervous. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and there goes more support. And again, the very fact that he may be losing his mind, and I and I don't say that again. I don't say that lightly. I think that's an enti- that's a real possibility in all this because at what point does Donald Trump, the pitch man, Donald Trump, who always says this thing that I'm doing, whatever it is, Trump stakes, Trump vodka, Trump university, the Trump presidency, the Trump campaign is the greatest thing ever in the history of the, I mean, he was just tweeting that over the weekend. We have accomplished more in our first two years than any other president in U.S. history, which is verifiably false. I mean, even Barack Obama did more in his first year, his first year as president than Donald Trump has accomplished in two. But I mean, that is, is it that or is it is it just no. I mean, when does that become it's, it's, just clinical it's, it's, delusion? 
it's the eight-year, it's delusion, but it's yeah. the eight-year-old that we've talked about all along <laughs> who's saying, but I clean my room. I look at my room. I clean right. my room. And when, and when the crime is you kill the cat, uh-huh. you know, but I clean my room, you know, I mean, uh, that that's the sort of response because he still operates on that eight or nine-year-old level. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and, and uh, that's what I think that is. And he's just, he, he's, he's in battle. He's cornered. Uh, and it, just like that kid who's in trouble, uh, he's he's either blaming someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the case of uh, in the case of the the payoffs to Stormy Daniels and uh, Karen McDougal, yeah. he said oh, that was a lawyer's mistake. Meaning uh, Michael Cohen did <sighs> that. So he's either he's either blaming someone else or he's pointing out something good that he did to try to deflect, or that he thinks he did, to try to deflect from reality. Uh, he may n- know on some level that he's failing, but he still feels invincible and yeah. unstoppable and he is deluded. If if delusion is insanity, then he's insane, but I would use the word deluded. I mean, for the longest time, we were using that cartoon, that uh, cartoon meme going around of that cartoon dog sitting amongst the burning house and saying, this is fine and we were saying that from the perspective of ourselves like oh here we are in this horrible horrible yes, jeopardy this. and yeah. some people are still treating this as if it's normal and as if he's going to pivot but in this right. case Donald Trump is now that cartoon dog who's saying this is fine yeah, he, yeah I mean yeah. and, and at, at some point you have to look at that and go yeah this is no longer him trying to put the best spin on whatever he's doing this is now a deeply clinically delusional Christopher Guest character level of delusion kind yeah. of character. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, well well said, well said. Yeah. And I, I also think of him as a, a tap dancer, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and he's just going to keep dancing and, and he hopes to maybe dance off stage yeah, uh, right. when it's time to do so, but he's going to keep tap dancing as long as he possibly can. And this is that tap dance. All right. Well, we've got lots more to talk about. We'll do that on the Postmortem Show coming up next on our Patreon page. Just go to bobseska.com and click the all caps Patreon link and support the show over there and get all kinds of great bonus content, including the Postmortem Show. Meanwhile, just a big plug here. Kimberly Johnson on her podcast tomorrow has the great Kristen Johnston from uh, Third Rock from the Sun and Mom. And she will be, uh, it'll be just Kimberly and Kristen for an entire, I don't know how long they're going to talk, but that's going to be coming up tomorrow at uh, patreon.com slash startmeup. So you want to tune in for that. And Buzz Burbank can be found at buzzburbank.com and at Michael J. Elston on Twitter. And listen for my commentary every Thursday on Buzz Burbank News and Comment. Thank you very much. Uh, plus, uh, Jody Hamilton's at from-the-bunker.com. Stephanie Miller shows at stephaniemiller.com. And David Ferguson's at facebook.com slash compromatband. See you later, folks. Bye-bye.